0: Hello and welcome to The Carl Taylor Show. I'm your host, Carl Taylor, and this podcast is all about helping entrepreneurs along their journey. Uh, I've been in business now for almost two decades, and uh, this journey has been one of the most impactful personal development journeys I've ever been on ever since I started business. And I know from so many friends and the people I get to connect with that the power of entrepreneurship and business and that what it does on our personal growth journey is super powerful. So this is a place where I get to share some of my journey and some of the lessons along the way. Now today's episode is a conversations with Carl episode. This is where you dear listener get to come on and ask questions, get advice and support for your specific situation. If you'd like to be on a future episode of conversations with Carl, feel free to reach out to me on carltaylor.com and let me know a bit about your situation and we'll get you on the show. Now today I'm talking to James Rose. James is a software entrepreneur who has worked in SEO, digital agencies, and SaaS products. And SaaS is software as a service. is is a challenging business uh, that's hugely based on volume. So we discuss his current SaaS product, Content Snare, which helps industries that struggle to get information or content from their clients. And specifically, we look at ways to reduce the cancellation percentage for this particular product. And we analyze James's pivot plan that he has where he's considering uh, shifting the industries that he goes after for his product. So if you're interested in SaaS, or you have a SaaS uh, product, or you just want to listen in on a high-level conversation about business strategy and churn, then you're going to love this episode. Let's get into it. calling all entrepreneurs, small business owners, lifelong learners, and people of earth. I'm calling you to step up into the greatest version of you, a happier you, a healthier you, a more loving you, a you that is truly feeling healthy, fulfilled, and alive. My name is Carl Taylor, and I've been building businesses since I was 15 years old. And the one thing that has always, always stood out to me is that running your own business, no matter how successful or not, will be the best personal development journey you ever ever go on. And so in this show, I share with you some of the most important lessons that I've learned and continue to learn on my journey in the hope that it may help you guide you in yours. You're listening to The Carl Taylor Show. Hey, hey, welcome. I'm excited to have you on the call today. We've known each other for a while. I suppose what's going to be most helpful for everyone before we get into what you want to talk about today is giving us a bit of a background of kind of what it is you actually do. So maybe yeah. just give a quick rundown, a kind of who you are, what you do. So uh, if people want to check you out and have context, they can.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I guess you'd call me a software entrepreneur in some sense of the word. Um, We started in software in 2010. We built a product that happened to be in a crappy industry in kind of like gray hat. We're turned into gray hat SEO. It wasn't at the time. Um, So that's been like slowly on the decline and we don't really care much about it anymore. about to sell it actually or try to see if there's any value there. Um, along the way, got into digital agency life. So building websites, digital marketing for clients. Uh, and we, we always wanted to build a new software product. So we built one quite a while ago, which is uh, what we talked about the first time we met, the Silver Siphon. Mm. Uh, so it was a software product that grew to you know, low five-figure uh, a month revenue. And then we sold it because it was kind of in a... It was like a one-trick pony, you know, single-feature app that synced um, the Stripe transactions with zero... Uh, and we were always worried that zero would release a feature and and kill the whole thing. So we totally get stressful. So, um, I got sick of thinking like that all the time. So I had to get rid of it. Uh, so that was nice to actually have a sale, have a successful exit in air quotes. If you were listening to this, I guess, (laughs) um, it looks good on the resume, (laughs) but, um, now we built a new software product called content snare and it's currently aimed at digital agencies to get content from clients or get any kind of information from clients, right? Because in that space, because we knew that space pretty well because we did it for several years, um, that it was content or waiting for stuff from clients always held up jobs. And it turned out that a lot of other people had the same problem. Uh, like through customer interviews and that kind of thing. Um, you know, it felt like we kinda had this, you know, like we've done the software thing a few times, I built an audience, uh, you know, got all their problems and whatever up down first. So I knew we were building something people wanted. Uh, so I thought that we'd be sweet on this product and it would be well, a walk in the park really, but, uh, it hasn't been. <laughs> so that's why I'm here, Carl.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, I I, I think uh, I think it is worth sharing before we get into your question uh, the the story of when we first met uh, when you had the Silver Siphon. So we were <laughs> at, we were at an event. I remember it was James Framco's event, and uh, I met you, and we we're just chatting away. And you said, "Oh, I've got this product. It's the first and only product that integrates Stripe with Zero." I was like, "No, it's not. I'm already using a tool. It's called Silver Siphon." And you're like, "Yeah, that's my product."
1: <laughs> I, I still like, tell that story as well. I was like, "Wow, that's so cool!" <laughs> I know, right. Right? and that was the first time that anything like that had happened to me—like meeting someone in real life who used our one of our tools—and I was just like, "Yes, <laughs> so awesome!"
0: I still, I still, I know you no longer own it, but I, I still uh, happily use it. But I, I too know. am am waiting to see uh, if if Zero will ever release a feature themselves to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened, but
0: well, I'm sure they'll get there eventually. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to work on helping you with a bunch of different stuff. So I know ahead of time, you kind of said there were some things you wanted to do. Has that changed? What, yeah, share with me and, and those listening, how can we help? What's your biggest challenges,
1: Opportunities? Yeah, look, the the thing is, I don't know what the problem is right now, okay? So we have, the, the product seems to be going well, right? Like I know for full honesty, it's definitely not where it, needs to be like well, where we want it to be. I don't think it ever really is right. Um, are we talking from a like number of users profitability standpoint or are we talking from a like feature set standpoint? Oh, uh, from a feature set. I mean either really in this case, but um, there we, we are aware there's a bunch of stuff we need it to do for certain types of clients, right? Like bigger agencies need collaboration type features or versioning so they can roll back different versions of content that uh, is received from clients uh, and kind of an internal collaboration tool for the client themselves. If there's multiple people that want to work on one piece of content, mm. so this is kind of advanced stuff that we're just not up to yet. Um, but uh, so that said, we have plenty of people now who love the product and like rave about it. Right. Um, and people always ask, you know, what's, what's, what do those people have in common? Yeah. Uh, but, you know what? They're kind of all over the place. Some are larger agencies, some are freelancers that just know they need to spend a bit of time on getting their processes dialed in. And, um, the point, the point I'm trying to get to though is, um, the product is clearly good for some, some people. Yep. You know, like I was always worried that the product maybe just wasn't there yet. That's why we're not growing fast enough. Um, but there's an, there seems to be enough people that love it. Um, but we also have quite a lot of cancellations. Like I think it's about a 10% churn, which isn't great. That said, I know a lot of businesses that have churn about that high. Um, you know, and it, usually it's because people haven't, well, they just say they don't use it. Or they can't yeah, I was going to say, do you have a cancellation survey during the churn to know why they're saying they're leaving? We do. Most people just say they're not using it, um, which is, I mean, that if you look at SaaS data, like that's pretty much... Yeah, uh, always number one. But it's that, the same in my business too. Uh, if not, not, non-use is the is the biggest cause of yeah. it. Sure. But that's kind of like a was it like a symptom or whatever? It's not the root cause, right? Because yeah. it, it could be maybe our onboarding is not good enough or whatever. So we try to put a lot of work into that. But the the reality is, it's a tool that requires some setup. You know, if you start mm. a project management system, start using a new one, you're going to have to sink some time into it to get all your processes in, your task templates or whatever get your team trained up on it. So um, I think people come in expecting it to be a magic bullet and then it's not and they don't put any time on it and then leave. So what does your onboarding look like now? Is there a human element or is it
0: all self-service onboarding?
1: Uh, it is self-service. We had a ability for someone to book a call in for a while, but no one did it really. Um, so I just pulled it off because now instead I direct everyone to this thing that I call the client success pack. Again, in air quotes. Um, So, and in there, I've got like training and templates and, um, you know, everything I can to help our clients help their clients succeed. Because if they do that, then the clients have a better time providing content. Um, So, the people who've cancelled because of the not using it
0: you, I, I think I can see on your website, you use intercom. Mm-hmm. So have you got intercom events tied into various different setup of kind of key things they need to do as part of their onboarding? Do you, like, well, I suppose what I'm getting at is the people who are canceling, are you clear, though, those who say, oh, I'm not using it, did they all or majority of them not do Some key things compared to the people who are happily using you. They successfully set up their templates, successfully did these things. Do you have clarity on why they can't, like what they're not using? Not Not
1: totally, because we neglected to put the cancel event in. We've got all the other events, but we don't have the cancel event um, for most of our older data. So, unfortunately, not. That said, there isn't much for them to do. It really isn't that complex of an app, right? You build a content request and you send it to a client. Client either fills that out or doesn't. That's pretty much the extent, the entire extent of the app right now that we need someone to do. Like we know that's a pretty critical uh, path, right? Um, But they need to send an actual request to a client. So if they don't have a project right then and there to use it on, then... um... Have you spoken on the phone to any of these people who have cancelled? Um, I try to, I've take again, I took, I take that off. Um, now I usually just email them or um, send a video. I send a, like a personal video, like a bar mate, see so you canceled. A lot of people get back to me uh, and it's always something along the lines of, yeah, they've either got no projects or one thing, um, which I'm not sure you could help with really is they, some people's clients find it hard to use. Uh, so we're really, doubling down right now on making the client interface as simple as possible, but that's like Mm. UX design and that's product stuff. Yeah. At the same time, we really encourage people to provide, like again, take the time to set it up to provide instructions for their clients on how to write copy. And we leave, uh, sorry, we include some templates in there, like, you know, uh, how to write a headline and a little block of text. Um, And we are encouraging people to use those in their, content requests to help clients along if people just go and send a content request it's like send me a headline an image and something the client has no idea what to send still yeah so that's like we try to educate as much as we can to get people to put that time in setting it up because the people that do seem to do well yeah Uh, so that's like our big barrier and and that's why um you know uh, the things i sent to you before, one of the main things we we're talking about doing maybe is uh, pivoting to like, we're trying to build a, a copy of this app because there's a bunch of industries that have a similar issue that might not be plagued with the same problems.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what would be most helpful? Do you want to talk about the pivots?
1: You know, it's a hard one. Um, it really depends what you think uh, you could help more with. Um, I mean, the pivot. There isn't. There's probably not a huge amount to talk about there because I've kind of worked a lot of it out. I could just run those by you. Yeah. Um, well,
0: feel free if if you want to run them by me right now. We can we can handle that and then look at the other two. Yeah. Really, this is your conversation. You can go wherever you like. It's it's comes down to where you, where you think you're going to get the most value and what's yeah, most sure. pressing to you right now. I mean, is there anything so far that
1: that really sticks out to you?
0: No. I mean, there's there's a couple of thoughts. Firstly, obviously, there's, t- there's two schools of thoughts when it comes with churn, right? Uh, one is constantly be working on improving churn and understanding why people are leaving. And I think that that's a given. I think that's just natural in business. We should, uh, yes, it sucks when people cancel, you know, uh, it hurts. It's like a punch to the gut. Like yep. it, it's the same for me in my business. Uh, you're always like, Oh, why, why are people, why do they not love me? But <laughs> the, the, the reality is that you're not always going to be the right fit for people. And as you said, sometimes the reason that they're canceling is not necessarily that your product was bad, that their business wasn't booming. They didn't have projects to use it for. Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens in my business too. People will cancel not because they hated the service or it didn't work. It's they went out of business. They sold their business. Something changed, right? Their money just got tight and they couldn't afford it anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those things happen. So while it's, it's valuable, I think to pay attention to why people are canceling, um, and yes, in SaaS in particular, you can often look at your metrics and measure what your churn rate is and the, the holy grail of having a negative churn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go look at it and go, well, part of the reason you're having a churn may be a targeting problem, uh, those particular people, and you're not repelling those people that it won't work for mm. well enough up front. Uh, that was a problem I had for a long time. Our churn was higher at one point because we just we had bad offers out there and we were attracting the wrong people. The more I started to really qualify out and say don't sign up if you're this um it turned some people off but the difference is that our churn went down because those people didn't sign up who shouldn't have signed up uh so 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 there's there's that too and and part of it could be well if you just have a good marketing machine filling filling it as long as you're filling it more than the churn then you're going to be growing anyway Are you liking this episode? Then why not leave a short review and hit me up at carltaylor.com. Send me a screenshot of your review and I will send you a
1: nice surprise gift.
0: Do you currently have different plan levels like for upgrades or is it just a one-
1: yeah, so we have three levels uh, and it's pretty much limited by team members, how many team members you need at the moment, you have at the moment, sorry. Is that um, the
0: real value metric though? For it's the- pretty
1: much the only one we have. Um, so yeah, to be honest, the levels of team right now are rubbish, uh, sorry, the of levels of plan, but what we need to do is introduce some more features uh, and that's kind of been our stumbling block because we're trying to work on more core stuff at the moment, like like a this client interface to make that simpler that's across all plans you know eventually we want to have white labeling and sending email from your own domain and all this kind of stuff that you can easily split out onto higher plans but it's kind of a while away yeah yeah so because i
0: mean one thought that comes to me is like okay uh the the people who love you have you found out from them like what like I've spent a lot of time in my own business right as a subscription business not a SaaS but in my own business looking at the value metric the the you know in the beginning I had decided that things like users and different things was where the value metric was but it's not for me in my business the the value metric is generally the number of tasks mm. and the more tasks they want done that's that's where the value is and then the speed element too but the biggest value is usually the number of tasks and so You may find that at the moment you've split out your plans based on number of users, but the the amount of value that they extract, that your clients extract from your product may not be tied to the number of users using your product. It may actually make more sense to allow them to put their entire team in no matter how size and the value is tied to something else. Now I don't know what that is, but Mm. that you may find that then the people who love you would happily as they use your product upgrade to the next plan because, they're getting more value. Like a, a perfect example, tools like Active Campaign, for example, the the more contacts you have in the system, the more money you end up paying them because the value, is, if you've set it up right, should be increasing the more people who are in the system. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another thought too of of where your upgrade path is. Yes, there's all these great features which I think are great, but if you come back and go, well, hold on, is there anything right now that would separate that you've got people who are paying you a low amount? who would probably happily pay you more for the value you're already delivering them. It's just, you haven't separated that value across the plans correctly.
1: Yeah. And that is like, I think it is a concern we've thought about a few times because it used to be based on number of requests, content requests, but it was actually uh, Chris Lemmer. I had a call with him and he was the one that initially said to remove that uh, because it would change how people use the app. So, you know, you might want for one website, you might want to send three requests, you know, one just for the homepage, if that's going to be complex, and then one for a few supporting pages, and then one for blog posts or whatever, right? Whereas if we say in this plan, you only get two requests, uh, then they might try and jam it all into one, which changes the experience. That was his theory. Um, We kind of changed it based on that and haven't really looked at it again since, but um, yeah, it's definitely something we could look at. Maybe yeah, it could number be of active like clients or yeah,
0: exactly. Number of active clients or active projects. And so there yeah. might be multiple requests related to a project. I, I think, I think, I think it's worth relooking at that. And possibly if you've got the data, look at how your current happy clients are using. And is there a trend where 10% are using these features, you know, and and, and or how they're using it and go, okay, can we separate our happy clients who love us and better understand where the value proposition is different for those different clients? Cause you said that you've got some who are big agencies, some are freelancers, et cetera. Like there's probably something in there of how they're using the product slightly differently for their use cases. Mm -hmm. That may be a better value um, separation of different plans. Because yeah. my guess is the bigger agencies would happily pay you more money than they probably are right now.
1: Yeah, they absolutely would. Uh, like we've had one very large agency and the first thing they said was you're too cheap on the enterprise level plan. And we were like, yeah, but you know, it's early stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they end up signing up, which is nice. But um, yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Like we should potentially look at number of clients or something again, whether that's actually going to, you know, make a significant change. Um you know, I feel like that's what everything is. It's like these tiny little changes, you know, nothing's going you to know, smash it out of the park. But I think what she hit on before about the messaging is huge. Um, I've had a breakthrough in the last couple of days around messaging. Like I read a friend of a friend's post and she's talking about um, working with people who are, who already know themselves as like, you know, good at business, powerful and responsible for their own results Versus, you know, so they they understand the value of creating processes and this sort of stuff. So and so, I don't need to sort of convince them that they need to create these processes versus talking about like in the messaging things like struggling and overwhelm and all this sort of these words where someone's going to pay you to try and fix their problem. Mm. And like I thought that was massive, and I, I think I think I need to change our messaging based on that kind of thing.
0: Have you got Have you got a really clear um, and in SaaS, you're probably going to have multiple, have you have got really clear kind of uh, user profiles of, of the different types of users and where they're at and why they're coming to buy your product? Because the reason that the enterprise bigger agency is coming to buy your product, while fundamentally might seem the same, you're solving different challenges for them. Um, technically, it might be the same challenge, but there is different reasoning of why they're coming to a product like yours versus the freelancer, for example.
1: Yeah. And I think I've worked that out. Like, like you said, they're fundamentally kind of the same. Uh, but something clicked when I read this, this post and the yesterday, um, that the people who I think the bigger agencies from what I can tell, they're pro- they value, uh, wasted man hours. You know, they, they know that they're wasting like an entire person, whatever, like their entire job is to chase content and chase clients. Uh, whereas the freelancers are just like, oh, my clients won't send content. And I'm struggling with it, you know. So that, yeah, that definitely seems to be a, a difference. Totally, and that and that is a
0: completely different value proposition, right? A wasted man hour can be measured back to uh, how much they're paying for salaries and for those people. Yeah. Whereas my clients aren't sending me content depending on how the freelancer gets paid if they get paid at the end of the project there is that's that can be tied to well it's holding up your ability to actually deliver and actually get paid so there are ways to tie it but it it is a it's slightly different messaging so i think i think you're right Mm. that's that's definitely something to do there go 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 deeper on getting those clear clear on those different user profiles and then you're probably going to have separate landing pages for that and you're going to potentially utilize those wordings in the names of your plan. You know, it may not be enterprise plan. It may mm. be, you know, something related to um,
1: efficient man hours plan. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I get, I get it. Um, and yeah, it's funny, like, my entire mindset's changed in the last, well, the last two days based on that and the last little week or two uh, around potentially going into a new market. And it's actually like scaring the hell out of me because it's like this is like major changes, right? Like all our messaging has got to change or we've got to start on a whole new market, right? And these aren't aren't trivial things. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you can test this though because you can keep your content
0: snare site like as is Mm. and you can go and create a separate landing page, separate website, um, it still be the same product on the back end, but it can be targeted communicating different and you can run different advertising campaigns. It, you, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be go and kill what you've got to yeah. test out these new oh, methods, options. Oh, yeah. absolutely.
1: And in fact, um, I don't know, it, that might be a good time to sort of talk about a potential pivot. Please, let's um, do it. Because this was kind of the idea because I've been throwing this idea out to various like forums. I mean, or like paid communities and people I know just like... Just asking for what their input is, um, and a lot of people have said, you know, a lot of industries tend to think they're special and want their own app. So that's probably the way we would go: is create a whole new, like just a reskinned version, maybe with you know without the website specific onboarding stuff and templates. Um, but so a few of our pivot ideas. So like, I really, I've just put the shout out for what kind of industries struggle to get information out of clients. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a lot of small things, you know, like, um, I mean, geez, even like podcast guests, for example, when, when they're coming on the podcast, um, you might struggle, like you might want to follow people up automatically until they provide that content. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it seems like a small use case, um, you know, it's not like a major problem. Um, then there's like conference organizers. I know they, you know, getting speaker information or sponsor information. I have I was a speaker at a conference recently and even as a client, it was a huge pain in the ass to give them all the information because I get these like sporadic emails about random stuff. And I was like, I even tried to give them content snare, like for free. I was like, can you just use this? Because <laughs> this is be so much easier for you and me. Um But they had already done it by this point. Um, But some of the major ones that people have mentioned over and over and over again are accounting and bookkeeping, mortgage brokers, law firms, and um, internal collaboration in corporate companies. Now, I'll just show you where I'm at now. Um, So accounting and bookkeeping, I think, are pretty much handled. Uh, There's so many products in this space. Um,
0: Zero's got that pretty well.
1: Yeah, especially for bookkeeping, but, like, but for getting like tax documents or end of year stuff, fringe benefits tax, this is all the stuff people have been saying, but I still feel like there's, you know, spreadsheets are good enough for end of month queries, like yeah. Google Sheets. So I've, and there's other tools that pull bank feeds and um, yeah, my, my
0: gut feel when you said accounting and bookkeeping was, yep, they have a problem, but I feel like it's probably being serviced yeah. by some big players already
1: my thoughts too. Uh so then mortgage brokers. Now the reason I talk about that is because I found a tool or a couple of tools that are focusing on that space and one of them even started as a tool for web designers if you look at their wayback machine. Uh so I found that quite funny. Um that said that industry doesn't really appeal to me a whole lot like it kind of why I feel like it might work, um, it seems to me like, and it, you know what? I looked at my mortgage tool uh, emails from when we went through that process and it was using Aussie. I don't know where your listeners are from, but um, it's a big mortgage uh, franchise here and they had all their own internal tools already. The whole process was built in. So I'm like, hmm, not sure if it's worth going after that market. How big, of, how big of a project, before we continue with it, how big yep. of
0: a project is it for you to reskin the tool for different platforms? Like, is it a, a major thing or is it a simple thing that you could test?
1: It's fairly major, um, especially because we'd have to pull out all the website templates and everything. Um, and we're kind of struggling with the dev time that we have available already anyway. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, unfortunately, not too trivial.
0: Yeah, so it, it's, it's more, if you make this decision to pivot, you are essentially moving your entire focus and direction of the company. It's not a, it's not a, Oh, we'll just test this and see how it goes. It's a, yeah, but
1: a but like other, um, like we did when we started this tool, we could always just talk to people first. Yeah. You know, that, that's my plan is to go after one of these industries and just try and get some, introductions to people first and see if it's even worth pursuing. The next one was law firms and I've had three separate people independently tell me like, don't even bother because like apparently they're also backwards when it comes to tech or the big firms have these ingrained massive software products. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that came from a lawyer, someone who does marketing for lawyers and from... I can't remember who the other one was, but it was like totally independent. They all said the exact same thing. I was like, holy crap. And, and but and they're not just randoms
0: though. As you said, they, they are servicing that industry. They, yeah. they know that market. So I wouldn't dismiss what they've said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so this is why my current focus, which is why I think there's a lot of potential here, is this internal stakeholders in corporates, right? Because I met a copywriter who does tenders for a company and she needs information from like five, six, seven different people in one organization to bring a tender together. Um, And then someone completely independently of her talked about the exact same things like getting tenders together or getting quotes from external providers or uh, getting information off multiple employees or multiple managers for compliance. There's like all these, this massive list of like internal larger organizations this one really sticks out to me because it it seems like a higher price point. Um, maybe harder to crack though.
0: Yeah. Longer sales times. Uh, Mm. you'll need, you'd need far more, uh, sales teams Mm. for, or, I mean, you could try and take the Atlassian approach, but they are dealing with devs compared to, um, you know, HR. What's the Atlassian approach? Well, Atlassian, their whole approach was to not have a sales team, like to do everything. People just sign up online to buy their products, even though they're selling into, into corporates. Um, But most, you'll find that most SaaS products that are going after the enterprise market have to have a far bigger uh, front end, you know, customer success, sales, all of that team, and it's a longer sales cycle mm. to get the decision. Absolutely, uh, yeah. compared to the small business market. But as you, the money is is definitely more there, they're prepared to spend more. And yeah. once you're in, there, it's they're unlike small business that will change their mind and swap out to a new competing product. Once you're in, it's not a simple change yeah. to be gone. So I agree, of all the ones you listed, that is the more interesting one. Um, do you have any connections or experience yourself in the corporate space to learn more about it?
1: Uh, not so much me, my uh, business partner does and we work, we currently have a couple of client projects, um, both for the single, uh, like the same massive construction company in Australia. I think they're ASX 20 or ASX 50, like they're a really large company. Um, that said, I don't think we could get them to, well, I mean, we might have some pull now to get them to take it up uh, or, or to at least try it, which would be a sweet case study. Um, but my business partner's experience in that company, uh, sort of tells me that cause he's had to do that same thing, uh, get lots of information off people. Uh, so yeah. Um, but I've also drafted an email. I've got a list of people that I need to reach out to now to see if they like I'm literally just going to use my network and be like, can anyone introduce me to someone that fits this bill? Cause I got no idea where else to start. So uh, but let's go back for a second and go. So
0: the number one reason that you are contemplating the pivot, what would you say that is?
1: Uh, because it seems to be difficult to get in front of the right people uh, in our current way, right? Like we've had the stagnant traffic for like, um, I don't know, like, eight months now right even though we seem to be picking up more and more keywords we like not many people are searching for what we do or agencies don't seem to google a lot of stuff you know i've reverse engineered like 50 different websites that target agencies just to see what they blog about and what gets traffic and can't really find much i've found a few things um but yeah, so like the SEO play isn't really working. We've done Facebook ads and, and the cost per acquisition is kind of like really borderline on whether it's worthwhile or not. What can you afford to buy a customer for? Uh, about 100 bucks. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that's using the one in... Th- well, you know, our lifetime value. We're still fairly early, so it's hard to calculate our lifetime value, but it's around 300 bucks US. Yeah, gotcha. Um, you know, 1 in 10 conversion rate from trial to paid ish so you have a free trial yeah what's the length
0: of your free trial Just right now 2 weeks 14 days yeah got it um okay so 100 bucks to buy a customer and, and and your ideal customer is is it the bigger agency like are you clear on who the ideal person is for the product
1: it's changing right so at the start you know I, a lot of the work i did attracted and I think this could be part of the problem. We tended to attract a lot of the smaller people and freelancers and stuff like that. So the messaging and the audience might've been wrong mm. uh, or not wrong, just like not, not ideal. Cause I do love working with them, right? Like um, with this, cause there's other opportunities to monetize it, I guess through affiliate marketing and stuff. Um, but it does seem yeah, like that's I'm about to rewrite the whole homepage pretty much and messaging to try and go after those that agency profile for everything we've talked about. But then I don't know how to get in front of those agencies. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say it's like well doing all that on your website that's all well and good, but Yeah. um So your current marketing activities that you're doing right now apart from like the SEO play, you said you did try Facebook but it was not necessarily worth it. Mm. Is SEO the current only marketing strategy you're playing right now?
1: Yeah, because we backed off everything else. So we we tested Google Ads for a bit um, and Facebook Ads. We'd, I mean, we started remarketing going on Facebook. Um, the problem was, and I don't know if this is just a weird like thing, uh, but we seem to get no paid conversions from Google Ads. We got a lot of signups and clicks, but no paid signups. And it was, it was just really weird. And I don't know if that's because like, this a very real thing that might happen in an agency as an employee finds it, tells the boss about it and they sign up. So that conversion mm-hmm. tracking doesn't occur. So I don't know if it's, you know, all that, but we, we don't seem to get any trackable ROI through enough through ads anyway. Who's the decision maker at the agency typically? Um, from what I can, I mean, it depends on the size. That's, yeah, true, um, but I've had a lot of people ask for like extended trials because they're going to demo it to the director or the boss. Um, you know, so,
0: okay. So who in that situation, who is it that's signed up and is
1: demoing it to the decision? Maker? Usually like an account manager, project manager. Um, yeah, something like that. Interesting. Okay. Um,
0: you said you were speaking, have you attempted to speak or? be at any events specifically targeted to marketing agencies? Not am not, not talking about like say digital marketer down under and stuff, which attracts more the smaller guys. Yeah. I'm talking about like the bigger agencies.
1: Yeah. I've sort of Googled around for where, what that would be. Um, I haven't, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if my umbrella is one. I sort of looked up my umbrella, but I just missed it. And um, cause this has been a recent thing I looked into as well. I mean, yeah, to be honest, I don't really know any big, conferences for agencies. And I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that have me, I could always try, but.
0: Well, I mean, I, I suppose the question is what are the other tools that the size of the agency you're ideally looking for is using? Like, are they using HubSpot? Are they using Salesforce? Like what are the other tools that they're using? And then that then goes to, okay, well, if they're using Salesforce, they'll be at any event that Salesforce is likely, mm. um, sponsoring and possibly their own events that they're running. Um, like that. That would, to me, that would be the easiest play to go. What events are they at? Is go. What other tools are the company that I'm looking for using? Mm. And then, does that tool have their own user event? Perfect one to get to. As well as then look at. Well, what are those companies sponsoring? Where are they running ads as well? Um, that's that's where I would start with what you're doing because you're a SaaS product. What are the other SaaS products that they're using yeah. in their agency?
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, that's that's actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, because the spots come up. A few people have said I should go to like inbound or whatever, but yep. I feel like like inbound's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about trying to get a speaking spot at these things or just going there and hanging out and trying to meet people? Because, you know, inbound is just crazy, right? I yeah. You,
0: I, I, you know, speaking is always... A benefit right because yeah. when you speak you are given a platform your people pay, take far more notice and then it helps that when you meet people uh, at just while you're networking when they discover you're a speaker they seem to pay more attention to when you're just a lowly attendee right mm-hmm. like there's a positioning power of speaking there is so whenever you can get a speaking gig if it's in line go for it yeah. however that said there is no reason that you can't still i've gotten some great clients by just being attendants of events. I mean, you just go to the event and you're chatting away to people. And one, it's a huge market research opportunity because you yeah. ask a lot of questions about what are they using, what talk about what you do, and they'll tell you, you'll see what they get excited about and what they don't. Um, but then often it's like, oh, great, Like we should we should catch up. So the, the power of the networking, even just being an attendee, uh, the next step up from an attendee, I personally have never had great success with it. So I'm telling you that um, mm. with... Um, but I do know some who have is sponsoring and having like a stand at those events. Um, Yeah. I I don't know if I would do it. As I said, I haven't had great success, but it is another step up of at least a bit of attention. Uh, If I was to do sponsoring, I almost sponsored digital marketer down under. Uh, I would rather, I would rather Mm -hmm. sponsor it by putting just some sort of a piece in the in the bag filled with everyone else's piece. Like that would that to me, if the price was right for that, that to me is the the more valuable because at least you know people will open it, and they'll flick through and see what's in there, uh, and if you've got a good enough marketing piece to the right person, they might pay attention. I, I know because that's how I when I go to other events, I usually flip through the bag, look at what's in there, uh, and if something grabs my attention. I, I might keep that one
1: and everything else goes in. The wow. Season. Interesting. I almost always just been the whole lot, yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, conferences are funny, right? And the reason I haven't really gone down this road more uh, is because I feel like it's kind of hard to justify the cost, right? Like um, especially with a low price product, right? So what is, yeah.
0: What is the price of so your freelancer
1: product? level, which is what most people are on is 29 a month, right? U S and then yeah, we've got 69 exactly. and 99, but, um, You know, let's say a lifetime value, like let's say a client was even worth like five hundred bucks, which right now the average is not that high. Yeah. Um. So even then, like to justify going away to a conference, like flights, accommodation, to stand if you're sponsoring, um, you know, there's quite a it's yeah it's quite you'd have to pick up ten clients uh to even sort of come close to breaking even just on cost without time.
0: So, so what you, what you mm-hmm. want to do then is you want to get to conferences. This is a big mistake that I see a lot of people make, and I've made it in the past too, is you go to networking events looking for clients. Mm. But rather than looking for clients, you should be looking for partners. Absolutely. Right? yeah. A- people that you can sell through, people that is going to give you more leverage. So then if you're going to an event looking for 10 clients, firstly, no one usually wants to buy anything. But exactly. sec- secondly, um, if you go like it's harder, whereas if all you need to do is go to this event and make one great connection with a company who might be able to put you in front of a hundred potential clients, yeah. that is far more valuable and powerful. So, Absolutely, yeah. So I, I would say if you are going to go to the events, that's the first mindset shift is go, okay, well, no, no, I'm looking for partners. I'm not looking for clients, but that, that brings me to the other point, which I know you wanted to talk about with the JV stuff at your price point. It's really a volume play to make any money really. Yeah. Right? Let's, yep. let's, let's face it. And that's true for many SaaS products. I think, I mean, this is a good opportunity for anyone in listening who's considering SaaS. I think this is a good opportunity to uh, open people's eyes to just how hard to actually make money in SaaS without funding. And even for people who've got funding, mm-hmm. they're not actually making any money. They're just hoping to get bought out at a higher valuation, right? SaaS is a challenging game. It's hugely val- based on, on volume
1: yeah and and like to be clear it's not like we're doing poorly either like a no, year totally... in, we've got two hundred and forty paying clients, and a lot of saAS don't even get to that product, so sometimes I feel like i'm a being a little bit of a princess <laughs> and expecting results too fast but like there are plenty of examples of companies that have grown much faster than that in SaaS. but most yeah most most of them have funding though right very difficult yeah,
0: most of those would have had external funding
1: yeah true well some some do some don't um. Yeah, or, or you know what? It's a lot of them have um, are self-funded from like previous ventures, and we kind of did that. You know, we used our own money from the agency stuff to to build this. So
0: yeah, uh, so I mean, what I want to kind of touch on is if you said you wanted to talk about JVs and affiliate mm. stuff, like who would you be able to sell through? Who has already got your audience that? either by them affiliating or even better, like I'm thinking uh, obviously a world that I'm very much in is the mastermind world, the people who are coaching agencies and things mm. uh, who's already coaching a bunch of agencies who possibly could just go, Oh, you get this product when you sign up with us or um, you're at least they're at least recommending it and you get to be like the preferred partner that yeah. can be super powerful I mean it's been powerful for me in my business a, a big portion of my clients come from being a preferred partner for many mastermind um, yep. businesses so that that is rather than trying to get everyday average people to become an affiliate that in my businesses is yeah. I've never seen that work uh, people no. go oh cool I want money but if you want the people who already have the audience, that for them, it's just a simple, no brainer, easy. Hey.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That was pretty much been my thing from day one. Like I have a entire day of the week dedicated to building relationships with people. And it's always like, I guess, influential people, you know, like, um, but unfortunately I somehow, um, I don't know, like, it seems most of the ones that I've spoken to end up with that freelancer market as well. Um, That's kind of the position I've been in so far and that like none of them have really knocked it out of the park except for WP Elevation. So WP Elevation recommend us like in their uh, Facebook group, like loads of their people uh, talk about it. Anytime content comes up, we get spoken about. They just had an epic blog post on getting content from clients, which they asked me to contribute to. And they have a whole section on content snare. You know, I've done webinars with them. Like, that's awesome. But man, it's hard to find and duplicate that. Like, we, we had a partner on the line who have a website builder for about 5,000 agencies across the world. And we were going to try and integrate with them, um, you know, and that could have made our business literally overnight. You know, mm-hmm. if you, we had like a 5% conversion on their list, like that's our business done. <laughs> you know, like, but they're so just so busy and hard to get a hold of. I've, I've had... Several Zoom chats and like emails, but then they just go quiet for like two months, three months, and I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, and they finally get back to me. I feel like the the ones that count seem to be really hard to set up. So, what are, are there
0: others like this web page builder? Are there other ones that are similar so that at least you've got? Yes, they're long lead time, but you've got a few of those deals going that you're not as like, Oh, this one hasn't moved forward. Cause it's okay. I've got these other three that are in the yeah. way.
1: Well, it's the only agency specific one that I know of, uh, there's Webflow, but it's like both, right. It's agencies and individual people. Um, yeah. and what was perfect about this other mob is that, uh, they have a content system built into their platform content management platform so it was like the perfect integration we could have literally just dumped all the content into their platform and it was like it's ideal it still is i just can't get hold of them (laughs) yeah they seem really keen and then they just go quiet and it's just yeah but you know i'm not holding on to that because um i'll probably get depressed (laughs) i can't hold my pivot my whole business on one like um yeah connection I think I think there's some other partners. I don't
0: know if you've already considered them, but some that come to mind right here uh, would be hosting companies like WP Engine, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they work with lots of agencies who
1: resell or utilize their services, and that's WordPress specific. Um, yep. So we're in their solution center. We're perfect. also in flywheels, um, and they, you know we don't really get a lot from that. Um, you know, and I wouldn't expect them to promote us, right? Because there's we're in their solution center. That's cool. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I wouldn't expect them to be like, oh, look, our entire list. Go and check out this company. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh,
0: But, I mean, you know, they they run events. Uh, They do small little events. You can build relationships with account managers. Um, Like, a lot of it comes down to relationships. Also, there's, um, you know, just being in their solution center, I mean, I'm a client of WP Engine. You know, I don't think I even knew they had a
1: solution set. Yeah. Right? They don't uh, it.
0: So th- it's really more of like, uh, can you do guest blog posts on them or can they do a review of your product on on their blog? Um, Manage WP is another one that comes to mind. You may already be on that one. Um, I know, <laughs> I, know oh, I know. Troy and those guys um, have got a good relationship with them. They, yeah. I've seen some stuff from WP Elevation on the Managed WP. And then Manage WP now is owned by um, GoDaddy, Daddy. right? Yeah. And so GoDaddy, they've got their pro, what they call something pro. Yeah, I, I don't know how many clients they have mean, on it, yeah. but you know they've got their web dev agencies. Now that may be more the smaller guys you're not as interested in. Um, the other play there, though, with GoDaddy, I don't know what your plans are. They may want to buy you. They're in a <laughs> yeah. focus at the moment. Um, they do but,
1: seem to be buying a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think it's worth a reach out to to the to the GoDaddy guys at least and and see what you can do there. Um,
1: I've been on their blog too, but um, that's about it so far. Um.
0: <laughs> I think I think a big part of it is like you don't want to just be, oh, here's a thing. You want to be more integrated in the people who are having the conversations yeah. and at the point where it's like. Your common occurrence. It's not a, oh, we've got this link. Check it out. It's it's kind of built in that someone becomes a member of a mastermind. It's kind of like oh, well, here's exactly you need to get this. Yeah, you know, first thing you do is get this, and then or oh, you've just signed up with hosting. Oh, you're an agency. You, look, if you've got this problem, you need to check this out. Uh, you the more you can get that kind of level of the partnership and be more integrated into. A, a kind of almost like a hybrid business model between the two of you in yeah. some way, and that synergy that is super powerful. I mean, a really great strategy you can you can try. Um, I learned it from a guy called Brad Sugars who taught this. He called it a reverse host beneficiary. Um, but ba- basically, the idea is it, it's it's pretty well ge- affiliate marketing in the internet marketing world, but done offline. Yeah, right. the idea is that you give a gift of some kind to someone else's clients. So someone else's clients, uh, let's say let's say GoDaddy was the perfect one. Let, let's just use them as an example. If you could get this deal agreed where you're like, hey, I'd love to send a gift to all of your agency clients you have who, who host with GoDaddy Pro or whatever they call mm. it. Um, you know, I think this is a really valuable tool that's going to help them. I'd like to give you something for free that you can send them just as a way to kind of reward your clients for doing business with you. Uh, here's the, here's the letter. I'll even pay for the postage and sending out the mail. All you have to do is kind of just put the addresses on the envelopes to have them sent out. And then it's a letter from whoever it is, the CEO of GoDaddy maybe, going, Hey, it's so great to have you part of our pro prep package. Um, what we've heard from a lot of web development businesses is they struggle to get content. We help you with this, this, and this, but we've partnered now with the guys at contents there. And so what we can give you is you know, probably better than just the 14-day free trial. But you yeah, can, right. Right. But like some sort of an offer to go, hey, check this out. Uh, we think it's helpful for you. We've, we've prepaid your first three months of the, the service, right? And, yeah. and, and it, makes, it makes that company look really great because they're giving a free gift. It's a no-brainer. Now, in a bigger corporate like GoDaddy, it might not be as easy. But if you're dealing with a smaller business, it's usually more of a no-brainer if they know, like, and trust you enough that your product's not going to be crap. So um, the idea of going, here is a thing that you can give for free to your clients, your audience. It's not this, hey, go and sign up to this product and I'm going to get an affiliate commission. It's here, Mm -hmm. have this thing. I'll do all the hard work. All you have to do is literally provide the list of people. Um, And ideally, you don't even get to see that list of people. You'll only get to see the people who claim the offer. I mean, that takes the risk away from their side of it.
1: It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So like but, even, exactly, even, do you think, uh, like giving the product for like six months or something, like, is that the kind of thing you would do as a gift? Cause I'm not sure what else I can really give.
0: No, I'm um, well, I mean, you, you could uh, do that. I mean, the other, if you want to take it back from not even giving the product, um, you know, you can do the old school lead magnet thing. of <laughs> Hey, I've, yeah. I've written this book, check it out. Hey. And then anyone who claims it, then that's like get the 14 day trial. I, 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 that's best talked with whoever you're going to, the offer and yeah, what you give sure. is going to be best, have some ideas in your head, but you're better off going into the conversation with, here's different things that I could bring to the table, but know that what you want is you would like the introduction to their audience in a, in a way that, as Dean Jackson would talk about, where the cookies are already baked, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about, I don't know how much you know about how, what Dean talks about, but he talks about the idea of people go, hey, make yourself at home in my house. And, and that's all well and good. But the reality is, if someone says that to me, and I'm sure the same is true of you, I'm not going to go and open the fridge and just go and help <laughs> myself, right? Yeah. No matter how much you say, make yourself at home, I'm not going to. Whereas if you walk around and go, hey, would you like a cookie? And you put a plate in front of me with the cookies that are already pre-made, I'm more likely to grab that. And so it's the same idea as you want people, you don't want to go, hey, um, here's this great tool called content snare. Check them out. That's kind of like saying, Hey, make yourself at home. Yeah. Right. You want to go, Hey, check out this thing. I've already prepaid for it. I've already pre-prepared it. All you have to do is take it off the plate, take the cookie off the plate and eat it. That's the goal of what you want that offer to be.
1: Yeah. Damn. That's uh, that's pretty massive. Yeah. I just got to try and work out who to do that, that with. Well, I think that's been another issue actually is trying to work out who's got the audience or, or at least willing to promote you know like we've had several we've done webinars with people and some have worked some haven't you know gone on people's podcasts some work some don't um, it's really hard to know like w- who to go after I guess or which companies to, to build like I mean right now I pretty much just talk to everyone and try and build relationships but have you
0: su- we- surveyed all your happy clients the ones who love you yeah. have you have you asked them kind of what groups if any they're a part of
1: uh yeah actually like we sort of do some kind of surveys like that for a while ago you know what like blogs they follow any groups they're in um yeah most of it yeah there was nothing sort of conclusive unfortunately but um yeah we definitely tried that kind of thing
0: well i i think i think your product serves a great job to be done right like that the there's a the whole bunch of businesses have these jobs. They need to do it. Your your tool helps solve that problem. Mm. Um, who who it solves it for? As we've already discussed, is very varied. It could serve multiple different businesses. At the moment, you're focused on the web space. Mm. Um, I think I think there's still value there. Uh, if you want to go down the other pivot that you've talked about, uh, I think that's ultimately your decision, of course, but. I, do I think it's worth exploring? Yes. Do I think it's go gun ho and forget what you're doing with your existing business that's already bringing in the cash and and kind of got clients? No. I think it's a it's a test the waters, explore, see what's really yeah. involved, scope it out to to decide whether this is a project you actually is there enough opportunity in that space to 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 change your direction? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's worth exploring. I don't think it's worth going. Yes, this is what we're doing until <laughs> you've, you've had some more conversations. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I I think that your biggest opportunity at at your price point is through the partnership approach, but less about the traditional affiliate. Hey, promote my thing. Like, yeah, do that. But it's really going to be more deeper relationship partnership that you can create with a couple of core. Uh, groups and a WP elevation to me, it sounds like you're already in there, but I don't know. You, you know what your relationship with, with those guys is maybe there's a way to deepen it and make it. So you get even more of the, the people that, cause I, they just seem like an obvious fit for, for, oh, yeah. for what your product does. Um, and, yeah. and, and so been, there's gotta been be. awesome. the
1: guys there are just, Awesome. Like we've done webinars with them, like joint things like Troy's come on my podcast and I've been on their podcast and yeah, it was definitely a good relationship there. Like, uh, and I plan on you know keeping that going because they're, they're, I mean, they're awesome people as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would be, I'd be
0: looking at where are the other groups like that mm-hmm. um, in different countries too. us, maybe avoid UK because of G- unless you're GDPR compliant and all that stuff.
1: Um, uh, well we are but okay. um, yeah I mean it's not actually that difficult now in hindsight that was like the worst couple of months of my life but, <laughs> sorry at the time now I'm like ah oh, whatever yeah. yeah well then I, I think I think then
0: definitely look at look at the groups okay like you know WP elevation is great they're not the only group focused mm. on agencies of different sizes and um yeah, there are other agencies out there. There are other coaches and groups out there focused on it across borders in the US, Canada, yeah. UK. Definitely one over in the
1: US. Um, yeah. So mm. I,
0: I, I think I think those are where I would be focusing my attention. Yeah, awesome. So uh, helpful? Yeah, man. That's been awesome. Thanks, Ape. Eh? Cool. Uh, So what's the kind of actions you're going to take from here? Just make sure we round it out. What's some of the key actions you're going to do? Um,
1: Well, I definitely need to... um, I think I definitely got to adjust the messaging, right? Because I think, um, like I spoke about at the beginning, I think our messaging is off for our ideal client. Um, But one thing you did mention there is like the other software products agencies use. Um, And now this is definitely something I've looked at before, but more from a where do they get the traffic an SEO standpoint. Um, But now I need like, I I think I should be looking at paid ads a bit more. I haven't really reverse engineered paid ads for a lot of these businesses. So I'm going to check out some of those. And basically this like gift idea is cool. Um, But I really need, that's going to be mostly a a thought exercise to begin with. Like what actually can I give these people? Um, I would, I would say
0: yes, but don't let that stop you because the conversation itself they may be able to tell you exactly what would be a great... Like they usually know their client and their audience well. Mm. Uh, When someone comes to me going, hey, I've got... I've had a number of people who go, hey, I've written a book. I'd really love for you to send you uh, a copy of my book to all your clients. Now, sometimes that might actually work. It might have worked. But a lot of the time it's like, well, hold on. Let's have a conversation about everything we can bring to the table and see, you know, is there a smarter way to do this? Don't just come and say, here's what I want to do. Because that's a want. Come to me and go, hey... I've got some really cool things like a book and things. I think it'd be really useful for your clients. Let's have a chat about how we could maybe make it mutually beneficial. And you can float that as one of the options, but at least at the table, you can start to have a discussion around, well, what do they actually need? You know, that partner might not want to send a gift. They're already sending plenty of things, but they want something else that you can provide Mm. and you can go perfect. Um, Well, here's how we can do it. And and a, a big thing too, with, with, working with coaching communities and I've learned this you know firsthand anything you can do that helps make their clients be more successful what do the coaches want the coaches want their students to get results because ultimately if their students get results they'll stay in the program they'll have a great testimonial and they'll get more people coming through the program yeah. so anything you can do if if by them working with your product is going to help that organization their their client be more successful that's a no-brainer for them to 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 either push people to it, include it, or or something in some way, shape, or form. So I I I think there's there is a lot of power there, and that also might be a great um, information gathering of what are the other jobs to be done that maybe you're missing, which is why some of those products, some some of those clients are churning because they're not using it, because maybe it, there's a few little gaps that your yeah. tool's not giving them, not big features, but just small little ones.
1: Yeah. No, I like that. um, Look, the coaching community is like wanting to get their clients to, you know, get, make their clients more successful. I think that's a good way to look at it. And I gotta, and and you know what, like I, I have a fairly good in with a lot of these companies as it is through the podcast. Right. So, and that was like half the reason I have a podcast is now I can lead with value. Right. Like instead of being like, Hey, can I, can you send, this crap to all your people. Um, I just say, do you want to come on my podcast? And then they say yes, and then we chat, and obviously I have a relationship pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So that puts me in a better position to to then sort of set up a relationship with them, like uh, you know whatever it is. But I think I got to capitalize on that a bit more because I don't really. <laughs>
0: Well, it's, it's, it's all those things that like the relationships from a podcast can be huge, as you know, Mm. but you don't always have to capitalize them right away. Like sometimes, and sometimes it's just to reach out and say, Hey, like the other thing that you may not have thought about is going, well, Hey, who else do you know who serves this market? Right. Maybe you don't need anything from them, but you, they might know their competitors in the space. Who Mm. else out there is, is serving this market that you think I should talk to, or I should at least pay attention to. Um, yeah. They've got insights and and they know your market. So absolutely. Leverage it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, it's been an awesome conversation. Um, we covered a lot of stuff actually today. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for coming on and I'm glad that we could help you.
1: Thanks for the session. I hope this is helpful to some other people too.
0: <laughs> I, I have no doubt that it will be. Um, and let's do a quick shout out. Anyone who is listening who might need to get information from their clients, check out <laughs> contentsnare.com, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, if anyone listening feels like they have insights into who James could be talking to uh, to get in front of the bigger agencies in particular, I think he would absolutely love that value. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you if they have? That
1: would be freaking awesome. But yeah, James at james.contentsnare.com,
0: that's the cool. easiest. Awesome, guys, if, if you have any way you can help him out, I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Cool. Thanks. So, yeah, have a great day. You've been listening to The Carl Taylor Show, and I'm so grateful that you're here right now. Now, if you've liked this episode and would like to hear more from me, then there's two simple actions to take right now. Step one click subscribe on whatever device you're listening to this on right now so that you can get notified about future episodes. So, go on, do it right now. Find that subscribe button and click it. Step two, now that you've done that, is visit me over at carltaylor.com. On the website there, you'll be able to find the show notes from today's episode, as well as all the previous episodes, plus details on how to get copies of my books, details on how to get in contact with me, and so much more. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart that I'm so grateful that you are here. It's an absolute honor to be a part of your journey. And until next time, just be happy, be healthy, be fulfilled. But most importantly, be awesome.